walk in the house, show me love. Ain't even gotta be Valentine's Day, I'ma still leave some roses by the tub. Go through so much in the street, I just wanna come home to a meal in the hub. The ops wanna kill me, you wanna argue, I sleep in the trap and just thug. But I'd rather you show me some love. I'd rather you show me it's real. I'd rather you tell me your feelings than act like I'm tripping the high on the pill. Don't say that you're crazy and love me, cause. Hey, hey. What up, what up, though? How y'all doing? This is season two, episode 14. And we are your hosts, Trey Gotti. And Lady Lee. And this is hashtag Let's Argue. Yes, yes. How you doing, ma'am? I'm doing all right. Still in Philly. 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 Why and from? Mm, is it snowing? LA, LA. New York is snowing, right? Yeah, New York is snowing. It's not snowing here. It was just rain yesterday, and then it's just cold today, which is Tuesday, guys, again. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's not It's not too bad. Um, I'm glad I'm not up there with all that snow, though. So, Girl, it decided to be cold now. It was like 70 degrees over the weekend, and I don't know what happened, but Monday I had to clear turn around and come right back home to go get my coat. I was like, yeah, we're not doing this. Oh wow! Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's okay. I actually preferred the cold, but not when the day before it was in the seventies. Like I, I need more consistency. Well, you know, I don't give you that. So that's true. Uh, my expectations were all out of whack. I don't know why I was thinking that, but it is what it is. But you know, in a world like what we have, global warming, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. All right, y'all. Let's go into press release. Press release. I have uh, quite a few things I want us to kind of cover. First one, did you watch Red Table Talk? No, I didn't. Okay. I started watching part two. Uh, didn't finish it because I got a call and I got stuck on a call and that's, that's that. So I'm going to go back after this and, and watch the rest of it. But I did see the first half, which... I assumed it was half. It was likely all of it. So I probably really did see it all. But anyway, P.I. <laughs> and Tiny had a part two on Red Table Talk. And it was basically to discuss how they were able to rebuild their relationship. Uh, during the discussion, Tiny kind of talked about how, I guess in the beginning of their relationship, she was she found herself being dependent on him. And it wasn't by force. It was more so of, you know, T.I. being like, you know, I got this. Don't worry about it. I'm taking care of you. I'm taking care of kids. And she got mm-hmm. real comfortable, but eventually realizing that, you know, you, she lost herself essentially. Right. And mm-hmm. so she made it, she made it a point to kind of get herself back and try to get herself back out there and, and be happy on her own while also being married, which I completely understand. And I guess mm-hmm. in the midst of that, T.I. did not like it because of course he signed up for this marriage relationship where, you know, they're together. She follows him. He leaves. Yada yada yada. Mm. Um, that's some of the part that I saw. You know what I realized? What's that? Ti is very old school, like extremely old school, to where I think he has these twisted views that is very mm-hmm. outdated. And it's okay in some senses, but what I don't like, because I do, I'm a fan of Ti, but what I'm realizing mm-hmm. I don't like in hearing him have these open and honest discussions because we really are getting the raw version of the way he thinks versus you know seeing him play it out on a reality show and what i'm seeing 
is that he is so stuck in his ways that he truly does become offended when someone tries to give him an alternative view of how he perceives things. Example, last episode I told y'all about in part one, when people were like, you know, you're a good father, but you know, you shouldn't have to check the high man and this, this, this and this and that. He immediately took that to mean, well, okay, so if I can't be hands-on with my daughter, then I can't be a father at all. I might as well just pay the child support and call it a day. It's like, mm-hmm. nigga, that's, that's, that's extreme. Nobody's seeing exactly. that. So he did right. the exact same thing in part two, where after Tiny explained that, you know, she lost herself. She, she was, you know, dependent upon him and it was only him and she was doing everything he wanted attending to him and forgot about herself. He immediately went to, okay, well, if I can't be the man in the house, like if I'm not a man in the house, then I'm weak. So shouldn't I get somebody who allowed me to be in the man in the house? And yeah, like, oh, no, he did not. Like, he's just, he's so backwards. I'm like, ain't nobody say that. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, he was just kind of like, you know, why can't, if she can change her mind and decide that, you know what, this isn't what I signed up for and I lost myself and this and that. Well, when can I change my mind too? And I'm like, what? Like, y'all, y'all ever watch somebody try to debate with you about something and you might be pulling out like facts and you're like, listen, this is research. This is proven. I'm giving you like a work cited page. Like that's, that's how extensive this is. And then they come out with some twisted views where it's like, dude, where are you pulling this from? This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But they just go completely off script. That's what T.I. does. And I believe it's because he's so stuck in his ways. Like in his mind, there's just no other way. He can't fathom that a woman can be like, you know, I was happy, but I feel like I'm losing myself. And And the fact that Tiny was saying this in so many words in her Southern dialect, T.I. was making all these faces like, huh? Okay, I'll let you finish. I'll let, all right, say your piece. Say your piece. All right, all right. Now, they so eventually <laughs> pulled the Kanye. I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce should have won. But I mean, you know, that's I'm not really surprised because you know, based on what you just said, you know, it's clear to me that he has his own views about that. But at the end of the day, didn't she kind of sign up for that? Because I know that well, Ti has been that's, okay. That was his point. It's like you signed up for it what you you know it's not a surprise you knew what it was which i get but people evolve and her and to her point he had been to jail twice so essentially you yeah she signed up to be a part of this family where you were taking care of her and it was one happy home and y'all were a partnership she stopped working she she catered to the kids but you didn't hold up your half of the deal by staying home too you went to jail you left her by herself yeah. Like, so things, the dynamics change. So now you're forcing somebody to feel like, well, my care, the person that I'm with is gone. And now it's just me and kids and I'm supposed to step up, but I've kind of let myself diminish and fall into the background for so long. I don't have a voice. Well, this is my thing. Now to my part two of she knew who she was marrying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Granted that people evolve. Yes, granted, he went to jail for those two times or however long he was gone. Mm. So how are we going to adapt to where both parties are happy? Because I don't think that anyone should sacrifice, you know, 100% of themselves. I think it's all about compromise. Mm. So 
what was the next piece where if she's feeling like this and he has a certain view on how how shows should be ran, then how are we going to move forward? It sounds like they... So I guess what T.I. said was death seems to keep bringing them together. So the first time they actually broke up, they ended up like back together because she had a miscarriage. And then I'm guessing the death of his sister is what brought them back the second time because they needed to lean on each other. And it also sounds as they did reference their therapist a couple of times. So I'm also assuming, based on that, that they must be going to therapy together, couples counseling, right? Which mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's working. It sounds like it may be because they're together. I will say, mm-hmm. watching Tiny and her expressions the whole time is kind of like, girl, why are you dealing with this? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> yeah. every time he opened his mouth, she's just like oh here he go all right like you can like you can you don't even have to hear it you see it and it sounds literally like she's saying oh, here he go like, we gotta hear this shit again without her actually saying it so it's i don't know i that's their marriage somehow it works but either way <laughs> you know that that was part two and there was a lot of a lot of interesting quotes that you can definitely pull from that i was i i was about to start writing them down and i was like i just i can't i became tired oh, it was Lord. just too much but okay i have to go back and look that up yeah then. you gotta go watch it it was uh interesting to say the least i actually felt as though i was spying in on a confidential discussion you know what i mean like it was like spying in yeah like i like i was <laughs> listening in on a conversation that i should not you know what when you were young you know, you oh, yeah, stay in the child's place. Yeah, that, mm. that's how I felt. Because the way that they started kind of going at it, I was like, mm, mm. "Are we going off script? Like, is this? Should I be hearing this?" It just kind of sounded like, oh, no. mm, "I don't know." Okay. Yeah, it, it, there were some moments where I was like, "Yeah, y'all clearly got some very open wounds that y'all need to continue to work through, or are in process <laughs> of working through." And unfortunately, we're seeing it play out, and that yeah. was a bit. For me, for other people, they probably didn't care. For me, and I think it might be also because I'm I'm married, so I understand some of the discussions that you do have in your home in terms of disagreements and things like that. And I would not want anybody to hear mine. So for me to hear theirs, it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. This is uh, interesting. So, yeah. Oh, no. So yeah, you should watch it. You should definitely watch it. It was well, you know, based on that, I definitely am going to go back and watch it because that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, and to be honest, the way that even though Ti is traditional, we all know that. I would have thought that he would still understand this 2019, about to be 2020 in a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, I mean, he has a very hard stance. I will say. So even at one point when she said like she lost her voice, he was like, "I didn't make you lose your voice. Like you." Ooh. He had one one quote, and I wrote it down, but I forgot it. It was something to the effect of, you know, it's important. I want you to have a voice, but you got to be smart in how you use it. And I was like, mm. wait a minute now. So now you tell yeah. her how to use it. But then when he explained himself, I got what he was saying. He was saying, like, you have this voice. You got to you gotta be able, if you're going to use it, you got to be willing to take what comes with it. So if you were to come to me and be like, well, listen... I want to be able to go and do this and I want to do that. I don't want to be at home anymore. I don't want to have to take care of the kids. I don't want to do that. And he said, and if I would have came back and said, well, that's not what I wanted. I don't agree with this. You got to be willing to stick by your voice and be let me go if that doesn't fit what you're trying to do. 
And I was like, okay. One phrase. Right. I was like, okay. So he's very like open shut, which would get on my nerves because it's kind of like, all right, I could be, I can imagine what it's like living with him. He's probably the type where you trying to explain how you feel and he's taking it as so matter of fact that it's like, dude, I'm not even trying to get your input on it. I'm just trying to let you know how I feel. And you make, you trying to force me to make a decision because to Mm -hmm. you it's just very cut and dry. Yeah. So in some cases, I'm sure he has a point. In this case, I, I understood what he was saying. But from a woman's point of view, I can also understand where that could be frustrating when you're like, listen, I'm just trying to reach out and I'm I'm crying to you right now about how I'm feeling. And in your mind, you're just like, okay, you, you know, you're afraid mm-hmm. to cross the tracks, but what you, what you walking by the tracks for? Just turn around. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, he's just very, okay, if it don't make sense, don't do it. I can feel your heart <laughs> out to me. <laughs> Who sang that? Wasn't that um? That's Mario. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> oh lord. Oh. oh lord. Okay. And speaking of that, um, the millennial. T- I'm just kidding. We're not gonna talk. All right, that's I'm just enough. That is just kidding. <laughs> We're not talking about it. All right, so one piece yeah. of news that is actually breaking: Kamala Harris is dropping out of the presidential race. Oh, yeah. So she has dropped out, and she—I guess she's going to be releasing a video. I haven't seen it. If she has, excuse me, if she has, but she did tweet uh, to my supporters. It is with deep regret, but also with deep gratitude that I am suspending my campaign today. But I want to be clear with you. I will keep fighting every day for what this campaign has been about. Justice for the people, all the people. So, yeah. I was so sad to see that. Huh? Yeah, I was just so sad to see that. It is unfortunate, like what you said. Sorry to cut no, you, you off. Did. But, um, again, guys, this will be posted for what's happening Wednesday. But um, Did they say why she suspended it? I'm assuming it's because of funds. I know that yeah. she did some head count cutting. And, um, yeah. I figured, you know, once that came out, I was like, yeah, the writer's on the wall. Like, y'all sitting here supporting her, but y'all not sending no money. All right. Right. So I had looked it up on, so a couple of sources. Mm -hmm. TMZ, obviously, is our go-to for celebrity news. So they, I saw it on their site first Mm -hmm. um, regarding her dropping out of the race. And then I saw it again on NBC and on CBS where they stated, just to your point that funding is low and then with the head counts and obviously people had their opinions like, yeah, I kind of saw this coming because she's losing people and da, 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 da. But, mm-hmm. um, but I'm like, okay, you know, you've been on the road for a year. Mm-hmm. If you saw that money was dwindling, I know that they have those different things that they do to make sure that funds stay on top. So that way they can keep it going because for you to put 12 months in, and have to drop out because of this, not because of, oh, yeah, I, I don't think I can defeat everybody else on the panel, but because of funds? Like, okay, where your rich friends at? Well, I mean, mm, that's that's what it comes down to, though. Like, if you already reduce your headcount and you're, you're paying less people to go on the road, you're, pay, you're but the thing is, in order to get additional funds, you have to be on the road, you have to campaign, you have to get people to host fundraisers to try to get more money. A lot of that stuff, it takes money to make it. So if you already don't have it, you, you kind of anything you make is going out the window anyway. So you're really not setting yourself up to have a successful campaign. As I mean, I'm already saw somebody, some guy I've never even heard of had a commercial yesterday, 
and he's running what? for president. Yeah, one of the Democrats. Oh, Bloomberg? I don't know. No, not, I thought it was him, but it was another white guy with that's balding. I don't know. But <laughs> I saw that's who I thought it was, and I was like, no, that's not him. So who is this? I didn't even I haven't heard of this dude before. I don't know who it is. I've never heard of him. I forget his name. But the fact that he has commercials, he already has them. They're already up there as if he's the 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 Democratic nominee. Like he's already doing it. That's that means he has, that means he has the money. And but like he has the backing. Somebody's backing him, but we have, you know, plenty of people. Y'all wanna be on shade room. Oh, debating about Blueface spending his money and all these other things and nobody giving no money to the nominees y'all want to see up there. True. But I blame her finance team for not, you know, making the appropriate decisions or telling her, hey, you know, we're not going on da 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 we need to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, even process improvement, finance, okay? I so I know this. I will say, because <laughs> I think she was on, like, The Breakfast Club twice. And I think in both interviews, yeah. I not once heard her say, hey, guys, in order for this to continue, this is what needs to happen. Right. And I feel like if that's one of the things that is that could possibly stop your campaign, then that should have been one of the things you were just open and honest about. Very true. I will say even Stacey Abrams, like she made that very clear. Like, listen, it's yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go to these fundraisers because we need money. <laughs> she made it very clear. <laughs> she was I, I I liked her and I was very shocked when I, I got to like see her speak live and someone like that who just comes out and is just like, listen, this is what we're facing and this is what we got to do because all of us got to put the work in. And I feel as right. though, unfortunately, when it comes to this presidential campaign, there's a whole lot of talking points, but no transparency. So, mm. you know, the minute that she had to reduce headcount, you know, come out and not put it on her because obviously she has her own team. You're right. Maybe the financial advisor, somebody should have been one to be like, this is what we need to do. And I'm sure they did in some ways. But, yeah, I, you know, with us, with the people, the ones who are supporting you, you likely would have been a whole lot better just being transparent and understanding what you needed. And hopefully people would have turned around and been like, oh, yeah, we need to make sure this still happens or not. You never know, but unfortunately, we'll never know because she has now dropped out of the race. So that means, who do we have up there? Who's still black? Um, What's his name? (laughs) Corey. Yeah, Corey is still there. Don't know how I feel about him. Yeah, so it seems like a lot more of his personal life is in the forefront than what he actually wants to do. Um. But you're trying to make like, it relatable, like yeah. But I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, no, no, no. Share with the people what you think. No, because I feel like I, I do think that he's a good candidate, and you know he came out of Newark. So anyone obviously that's in that in the metropolitan metropolitan New York City area knows about him and know what he did for Newark. So. Granted, yes, you did some good things for North Jersey and things like that, but I feel like during this presidential campaign, I don't think that a lot of the things that, one, that he did, um, and then two, like, what do you plan on doing is in the forefront. I mean, I, I think we hear more about who he's dating than what we hear about you know, his plans outside of the debates. Okay. Grant, yeah. You said whatever you needed to say in the debates, but like, where's all of the, the noise about, Hey, this is what I'm going to change. Hey, this is what I'm going to implement. 
hey, this is some of the things that, you know, you need to look for when you are voting. You mm-hmm. know, I want you to vote for me, but I think that you should also see what's important when you listen to these other candidates. And what I'm voicing is this and why it's important is that, you know, I don't really hear that, not even just from him, but from everyone across the board, except for Bernie, which, you know, I feel like he's going to drop dead if he does go in there. Mm-hmm. And then um, Warren, yeah. which I think she's a good candidate as well. I'm actually kind of leaning towards her. I, her and Bernie, I'm I'm good with. And Warren is actually, she she might she might get mine. She might. Yeah. I'm, I'm really leaning towards her because everything she's talking about are things that actually impact me. I, I don't know Very nothing true. about. I don't know who if she's married. I don't know nothing about her family. I don't know any of those things. And I that's care. what I'm saying. I do not care. But what I do know is that the things that she's fighting for are things that directly impact me. And I like her plan to get it done. Same with Bernie. Yeah, but Bernie's a little up yeah, there. Yeah, he's, he's, his age is a bit concerning. Like, <laughs> he's a little up there. Yeah, it's a bit concerning. And and I also agree with Corey. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I am happy that things are starting to dwindle down a bit, but it's it's starting to seem more likely that they're trying to give us a, uh, what's his face? Hmm. Um, Trump versus um biden that's what that's what it's looking looking at that's that's what i'm thinking but you know mr uh barack obama hasn't endorsed anyone yet he's not going he's gonna wait he's gonna wait to that very end yeah and that's what a lot of people are saying but i I was i would think that you know this was the road dog for the past (laughs) you know eight years i would have thought he would have came out already no apparently not i don't think i don't think i didn't think he would because one i think he's been supportive of all of the nominees and i think at this point he's probably like the rest of us just somebody somebody get it so we can just focus on this one that's what they need to do now because this whole 15 people thing is ridiculous yeah i didn't care for all those nom- all those candidates like that to me we look just as crazy as the republicans did last year well not last year but Dang, that was four years, four years ago. God, jeez. Yeah, how they was all trying to get up in there. Um, yeah, boy, time flew. Thank God. But yeah, the, when they were all up there, they, we looked just as crazy. But sometimes it's good, though. It, it kind of wakes us up to what's out there and it, you know, brought some things to the light. But at the end of the day, we still got a nice long road ahead of us. So we'll see what happens. We will see. Yeah. But, you know, Kamala did what she could. Hopefully we still we still see her out there in some sort of capacity in relation to, you know, the presidential. Yeah, she still has her seat. Yeah, so. so she'll be good. But, well, I'm actually hoping, like, working a bit closer to that. So you never know. Like, she could always get a VP nom. I don't know if that would really happen, but mm-hmm. who knows? Go fund me, Kamala Harris. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, she should have posted a GoFundMe. Maybe that would have helped. <laughs> Who knows? All right, so let's see. Uh, H&M is testing out a rental, I guess, side deal thing with their companies, and that's to address environment concerns. So they want to do a rental service, uh, I guess, since the fashion industry has been facing a lot of criticism for waste and pollution. Mm-hmm. And so on Friday, okay. um, over in their flagship stores, I think in Stockholm, um, mm-hmm you can rent a like rent 
garments for $37 a week. Oh. Yeah. So what they're going to do, they're going to assess the trial and in three months, well, give it a three-month trial and assess the results before expanding it further. So there's potential that you guys could see that here in the States where you can then rent clothes from H&M. Uh, I don't know how that will work because H&M, the quality ain't never been really been that great. But you know about it? You know what? They've gotten better over the years. And I only know this because one of my line sisters is a um, manager there. And she's been there for a very long time, mm-hmm. coming up on close to 10 years. But I feel like over the years, they've been evolving in their the way they, um, I guess, want to present their clothes. But I feel like with their evolution is going from less trendy because I felt like it was kind of on the same lines as Forever 21 and now it's a, a bit more sophisticated and I yes. feel like a lot of their clothes um, are more suitable for people in the workplace. I um, do agree because I definitely go and skim through some of the racks for work clothes. Um, I think I do agree also that the quality has gone up in some cases but I find it with more more you know how they have those like special specialty lines that come up so it might be yeah. like uh, i don't i can't even give an example but they'll have like the, your standard stuff that you're fine but they'll have a special thing that's launching and it's just for that season and it's something specialized that would be the higher quality stuff and it's usually at a higher price point sometimes but it's good it's it's like it's good it's good quality but i think for the most part their stuff is still yeah, fairly, you know, on the cheaper end. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know about renting it because then my question would be like, what y'all do after y'all rent it? Like, is somebody, you know, is it going to be rented again? That's what I'm, th- and what's the washing process? Right, like, that's, that's what, what I, I need know. to know, <laughs> you know, but because I don't even do the whole Salvation Army bragging things that a lot of people do with the thrift shops, I don't even do that. So, and that's only been rented once. So if you're telling me that them pants right. didn't been on. Right. <laughs> right. So like, I people. know the thread count is not that high on that one. So what are we doing? <laughs> like, how is that working? So are y'all getting the deodorant stays out of there completely? Or, uh, I don't know. So we, we shall see. We're going to get them three times. You know what? I just had a thought. What? I wonder what? if this is, because you know how people are so big on only having a certain outfit on once on Instagram or whatever. So now you want to have like a revolving closet to where if you are, you know, a blogger or mm-hmm. someone who posts all the time, you look like you have more clothes versus having to buy more. So I wonder if this so is catering towards the vloggers. Is that hmm? to have it in the background somewhere? Or you mean like to put it on and model? To put it on, to put it on, like so if they're like vlogging or if they're like big Instagrammers or whatever, it doesn't look like, or it's more suitable for them, so they don't have to buy so many things. They just rent it for the week or whatever, put their post up, and then get another set of outfits. This could be, I guess, I for H and M though. It's not like H and M is expensive, so I would think. I don't know. Give me sex. I'll rent from them. There's <laughs> yeah, several things uh, yeah. I've been eyeing. You know what? I part. can rent several Birkins for you on Saturday. Right. Let's talk so, about the Birkins. Listen, I would, if you want to know where I will rent from, Saks Fifth Ave. Please give it to me. <laughs> give it to me because there are several things. I Girl, I was looking like, okay, what are their Black Friday deals? And even then, couldn't do half of it. I was like, yep. 
not in the budget this month, so we're just going to keep it passing. But if y'all tell me I can rent some of them things, I only need to wear it once. I'm good. I'll be happy. I'll be happy, yeah. but not happening. I'll just stick to my little Nordstrom, Nordstrom paycheck. That's that's pretty much my range. Nordstrom paycheck. Listen, he has some nice things for Nordstrom, but Saks be having that good, good, good. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Look at me being broke. <laughs> All right. H&M is cute, um, cool, too. Do you follow... Um, What's her name? What's her name? The stylist. Uh, starts with a, a Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Help me out here. Um, is that the celebrity? She's not a. Well, the one that I'm thinking about is not quite a stylist, but she is the one that shows. Oh, you can get to look for less. No, she was Diddy's okay. stylist. For a very long, still now actually, she styles Missy. Um, uh, what is her name? I follow her on Instagram. I can't remember. Am Am Ambrose, I think it's her name. Okay, so June June Ambrose. There we go. Okay, Ooh. yes, yes. So familiar. Mm-hmm. She actually, so I was following one of her lives, and she was looking for something for a client, and she was at H and M. She was a Forever Twenty One and H and M. So I always find that interesting to kind of see what items she picked. And she picked this fur coat from H&M. Oh, my God. And she has not put it down since then. She brought it for her, She ended up buying it for herself and has worn mm-hmm. it in so many of her, her photos. And people are always shocked in the comments when she's like, H&M. So see, stuff like mm-hmm. that, one, I wouldn't rent it. I wouldn't rent that, though. I would just go buy mm-hmm. it. Like, that is, yeah, listen. That's what that's about. That's why I like H and M because every now and then they do have those those like one or two quality mm-hmm. pieces, and that was definitely one of them. I was like, oh yeah, I would have definitely spent my money on that one. That thing was beautiful. Granted, I wouldn't have any use for it down here, but I would have definitely rolled up in Chick Fil A with that. Not Chick Fil A. Went to Chick Fil A and ordered fries. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right in my you. coat, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, but you might, you might have a point. Maybe it's for you know bloggers and all that stuff, or people who just want to get the fur coat and rock it one good time for a pig. I don't know. Maybe it's for their hiring items. Uh, I'm interested to see how this works out. Yeah. Um, but I'm not one to wrinkle. Yeah, what? I wouldn't be participating. And I think though. it's more so not even because of you know knowing what the washing process is, but it's more so of financially, this doesn't make any sense for me. Yeah. So, what if you want to keep the the item? Do you pay the difference? Like, how does that work? Maybe you buy it out. I mean, but you're paying thirty seven dollars a week for it. Like thirty. Here's the thing. So, for a garment, and they say garment, you can rent garments for up to thirty. Like, I guess starting at thirty seven dollars a week. So thirty seven dollars, mm-hmm. right? If a shirt from H and M costs thirty seven dollars, you've now brought it outright, and you're done. Yeah. Why would you pay $37 to have it for a week just to give it back? But that's what I'm saying. So now they need to give us the logistics on this. So for $37, how many items do we get? And then if I decide that I want to keep shirt, pants, whatever it is, do I just pay you the difference in terms of, okay, this uh-huh. particular item is this. The percentage of $37 goes to the pants. Almost like do a I pay box. you? Like you yeah. get the box and it has an outfit in there. You can decide like, oh, I like this. Or you can you can try it for a week. 
I think Amazon actually does that. Amazon has like a style box service now where they, you, you know, they pick out outfits and they send it to you. And it's designer, it's supposed to be designer um, uh, pulls or whatever. And then they send it to you. You can try it on, test it out. And whatever you don't like, you send back. And whatever you decide to keep, they charge you for it. But those are new. So now yes. that some other people have worn these pants, <laughs> I'm not I would it. hope that they're <laughs> discounted. So I'm saying for yeah, those people who point. want or plan to say, I want to keep the pants, what, yeah, <laughs> what's you? the price of the pants? Ah, that's, a good, that's a good question. That I don't know. It didn't have anything on it, but that is a good question. So like if I, <laughs> you send me this, this style box where, you know, s- several women have already worn these jeans and now you want to charge me $37 a week to wear them. And I'm like, oh, I like these. I'll I'll keep it. But it's worn. It's gently used. <laughs> Do I still have to pay? That ain't gently if it's five people. So. <laughs> that, chick, that chick then wore it all week. Pass it on to the next chick that wore it all week, child. And then you got to hope can. that they actually throw on underwear with it. Like, that's just too much. <sighs> okay. Guys, do not buy into this okay oh, just for that comment that she just made i mean because it's realistic that <laughs> i know i go rogue a lot of times i'm just not even trying <laughs> like it's my clothes <laughs> why i gotta do it so i'm okay. I'm assuming there is somebody out there just as raggedy throwing it on not the or not doing it and it's for clothes they plan on giving back they may have instructions please wear undergarments with the clothes if you plan on returning them but is it any different than going to the store and ending up buying a dress that someone wore for the night and then returned first of all now you got me thinking because I, I don't know i've never done it but i know people who have so <laughs> but you can like smell if somebody didn't try because like sometimes when you try to close on and it has somebody's like perfume. I don't even try it when I put it back on the rack. But you know, if you if you bring home clothes, most people, well, some people, they buy stuff, they go home and immediately wash it, right? Yeah. But if you're renting, you're likely. Are you also doing that? Does that count against you if you fade the jeans? I mean, <laughs> is it voided now? Like, do you have to keep it? Maybe they're like, "Don't wash, we'll wash," because we Ooh. have our own washing processes. Yeah. Maybe they have their own washing processes. I don't know. Because like I think you're right. That might that because that makes the most sense. To just be like, no, don't wash it. We got you. Just put it back in the bag. Throw it out front. We'll pick it up. Mm. Yeah. That's enough of that show. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Snoop Dogg is set to release a lullaby album for kids. We're done. So Snoop has teamed up with California-based company called Rockabye Baby to release mm-hmm. a collection of baby-friendly versions of his greatest hits um, on lullaby renditions of Snoop Dogg. So it'll include songs like Gin and Juice, Beautiful, and Drop It Like It's Hot. And they're going to be flipped into bedtime-ready instrumentals. So the vinyl copies of the album hit stores this Friday. The streaming services will it'll be available on streaming services December 6th. Um, the track lists, the track list, you want to know what it is? All right. You know what? <laughs> Wait, let me read the track list. The listeners may want it. I, I'm, I was done at he was trying to do let, this. Let me, let me read it to you. All right. Jen and Juice, What's My Name, Beautiful, Drop It Like It's Hot, Lay Low, Sensual Seduction, okay. Young, Wild, and Free, Snoop's Upside Your Head, California Roll, Trust Me, 
slow down doggy dog world I'm done. I don't even have a comment for that. I, I'm trying to figure, because you know what? I can even say that he's probably trying to buy into what kids bop been doing for years. Well, it's, so again, it's going to be flipped into bedtime ready instrumentals. So I imagine that it's going to sound like somebody's Casio rendition of these songs. You know, the Casio keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be the like the old school ones with only like 20 keys. Or even that, like twelve keys on it, like that. I feel like it's gonna be. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. That that sensual seduction, if y'all don't know, yeah. That. Yeah, that's, I didn't. I didn't catch it. I just it was like, all right. seduction. <laughs> <laughs> or. Dun, 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 dun. You better lay low. You know. Dun, dun, dun. Dum, dum, dum. You know, I just feel like it's going to be sound very basic in a nice kitty lullaby type of way. Who's going to sleep to gin and juice? Mm-hmm. All right. Somebody, somebody's baby is, but we'll see. Yeah. So that's that. Y'all let me know how it sounds. I'm going to go stream it. I'm gonna... All right. Last but not least, uh, the opening week for Queen of Slim is a $16 million box office smash. Did you see? Mm-hmm. No, it's on my list of things to do. Yeah, though. I'm trying to, I want to hopefully, I want to try to see it last uh, opening night, actually, and then over the weekend, and then some. I want to see it yesterday. That didn't work out, and I'm hoping to see it this weekend, but I'm booked, so I don't know. I might I might be one of the ones who go right before they remove it from the theaters. We'll see on oh, my schedule. Lord. I mean, it just, it always happens. I still, I haven't seen Harriet. I haven't seen Harry. Yeah, either. I haven't seen that. There's there's several movies I've missed out on. So um, we'll see. I really do want to see this though. Although someone did ruin it for me yesterday mm-hmm. in their attempt not to. They were like, oh, they were trying to talk about it. I said, well, no, don't spoil it. And then they said, oh, no, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't worry. And then he said something thinking that he was being vague. And I was looking at him like, you do realize you just spoiled the whole thing. Well, you know what? I'm the type of person that I'm going to still go see it regardless if you tell me from start to finish. Yeah, I'm going to still so. see it. I just hate it because now I'm going to be like, all right, so when is this going to happen? Because now I know. Like, I, now I'm going to anticipate it. Because <laughs> there's no way. Like, he did a horrible job. Because the lady was sitting there with me and she's like, wait, uh, did you just tell the movie? He said, no. And I said, yes, he did. He thought in his mind that he wasn't being, you know, he was being vague enough. But no, you're not, sir. And I now know yeah. what happens at the end. Thanks. Oh, no. Yeah, so... It is what it is, but I'm not surprised based on what he shared. So it is what it is. So, yeah, but, you know, the powerful romantic thriller attracted audiences over the Thanksgiving holiday, bringing in over 16 million at the box office, Um, 60 million dollars, that is. And it isn't um, showing any signs of stopping anytime soon. So you guys continue to go and check that out, support it. I plan on doing so hopefully within the next couple of days. But if not, please don't share any more details. Uh, I've seen enough people on social media trying to have these smart debates, and it's like, can y'all just call a friend? Not just, smart debates. Yeah, you know what? You know what? One place I hate going is Facebook. <laughs> so there's always there's always people there 
that just see they they like to feel as though they have this kind of philosophy they have some kind of philosophical viewpoint and voice that they think everyone wants to hear and so they share it with the world and then people just continue to do it and so i find that when things happen in pop culture they want to be the first to talk about it and put it out there and give their thoughts they don't care if anyone else saw it or understands it or you know is familiar with it they just want to be the first and then they try to have these debates where it's like it's like arguing with a bunch of TIs. Okay. <laughs> it's literally what it's like. That's actually what it feels okay. like. I don't I don't do it. I don't argue with them. I actually am the one just kind of reading and being nosy and shaking my head. Like, what what are y'all doing? What's what's happening? But that's what essentially goes on. That's why I try. I don't like the world of Facebook, but I'm still there for whatever reason. It is what it is. Oh All right, y'all. And that is the end of press release. Press release. All right, y'all. So now it's time to move into our Let's Argue. Let's Argue. Today's topic is Emotional Roller Coaster, which can I say, every time I think about that title, I hear that song. Mm -hmm. Emotional Roller Coaster. (laughs) (laughs) It was going to be your background background singer. Oh, and I can't get off. <laughs> ooh, that song! That song was amazing. Thing that was, that was yes. Ooh. Vivian Green, she's by, from Philly, by the way. Yeah, yes, yes. that was years ago, though. My God. Mm, 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 mm. You know what? I think about that song, and I think about what's that other song? Um, uh, in my mind. Oh yes, that was my song. <laughs> they V one hundred three used to play that song all every breakfast, every single day. <laughs> as soon as the Frank and Wanda intro came out, Frankie and Wanda in the morning, then it was like in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that oh was my, my song, God. though. It was nonstop. That song did hit though. It's wait, whoo boy. Sorry, I had to throw that out there. Memories. All right. So yeah, today's topic is emotional roller coaster. And essentially what that means, we're going to be discussing, you know, how you deal with people or someone who is more emotional to you. Maybe you've been in a emotional relationship yourself or emotional roller coaster in your relationship itself, or, you know, just some stuff. I know I do have an example of one. It wasn't really an emotional roller coaster, but it definitely was with someone who's very emotional. And in addition, I also have some assistance in identifying some signs that you're on an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me ask you first. Have you ever been in an emo- emotional roller coaster? Yes. So um, this is funny because, you know, I always go back and reflect, y'all. Every time mm-hmm. <laughs> we come up with our topic. So I actually was involved in three types of emotional issues or not emotional issues but um how people decided to handle their emotions so the first one is the emotional passive guy so this is someone who doesn't want to say anything when something is bothering them you know and they just basically they feel guilty of feeling this type of emotion so they rather just not even bring it up at all and just let it 
I guess, dissolve on its own, whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is the emotional aggressive guy, you know, the toxic relationship story that I explained during that episode, toxic relationships where the guy, the guy doesn't know how to channel their energy. So they lash out on everything. And then the last one, the emotional unavailable guy where nothing bothers them. They're just numb to everything or they just choose to not let you get close to them in fear of them getting hurt. So, Mm. okay. Yeah. See, I think mine was a little different. So the guy I dealt with, he was, uh, um, you know what? Yeah, he was a, he was definitely a, a bit different. I guess he, I would describe him more so as the, the, the one who wanted to grow up, but didn't want to act as though he did. And so he became, he was more the clingy one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for example, this guy was um maybe like three, four years older than me. And um, I actually met him. I'm not going to even share where I met him, but uh, he was a a athlete and mm-hmm. was no longer uh, an athlete, but um, had moved into like coaching, right? And mm-hmm. was starting to come into his own. So I, when I met him, he seemed very mature, a bit experienced in terms of like living life, being on his own. And but on the other hand, he was also very. I, I guess he was a mama's boy. And so he tended to be a bit more emotional about little things. And so like literally crying if you didn't answer the phone and mm. whining and like, but he would just be back and forth. So it would literally be like, oh, okay, you're, you know, I just wanted to talk to you. Well, why didn't you answer the phone? I was like, whoa, what, what just happened? And it became so confusing for me that it would be like in one minute, he seemed real cool, like we were being in a good place. And then the next, he was stressing me the fuck out. Like, it was mm. just that up and down. And I remember my mom asked me one time about him, like, well, how's, you know, how's he doing? And I was like, I don't know about this one. I, I might just have to let this one go. <laughs> it's not. I, She's like, well, no, tell me about him. Nah, he ain't going to be here that long. I'm not, can't do it. It's just, it's too much. And I remember um, we were, we got into a very good place. Because I, I started to share with him, like, you know, you got to you gotta calm down. Like, I'm not, I don't know what you went through before. You can tell he was damaged by something or had some kind of experience that he was projecting on me. Luckily, I'm the type where you can attempt to do that. I'm not going to allow it to actually, you know, impact me and how I feel or what I do. But I am going to bring it to your attention and maybe you have the opportunity to fix it or we just got to figure it out. So I attempted that. And... It, it seemed to work, you know, me bringing it to light and letting him know that he was doing that. And it was good. And then it just completely flipped. One day he calls me and he's like, we're going to get married and we're going to do all of this. And I was like, hmm, wait a minute. this What are you talking about? Like, we haven't, we haven't been talking that long. And yeah. then he started bringing up the fact that when we move in together, his mama got, he, we got to move to Florida with his mama. And I was like, what your mama got to do with this? What are we, what are we talking about? And he, he became upset. And I was like, okay, we were just talking about something else. And now you jump to this marriage thing. And now you're talking about us living in Florida. You bring your mama along and now you're, he just, he just seems very out there all the time and couldn't be consistent in his feelings. And I felt as though, it was just becoming a bit too much. Once mm-hmm. I feel as though, you know, 
I, I can deal with you and then I can't, or I have to find ways to kind of control your way of thinking so that way I don't get stressed out. To me, that's signs of something unhealthy. And mm. if one minute you're happy and you're you're content with how things are, and the next you're finding issues or you're trying to make these rash plans and you become upset if something doesn't work out, then I, I just, that's too much. That means something's wrong. And so I immediately cut that off. I was like, yeah, no, I, I can't do this. It's a wrap. And he started crying. And I felt bad. I was like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> he started but... crying. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't do it. So I, so I did ghost him. I tried to. So I just stopped answering his calls. And he literally lost his mind. And I was like, yeah. I I can't I can't I'm so glad I'm cutting this off and I remember we even had like we had a mutual friend and she called me and was like well what happened and I was like your your boy's crazy you need to get him don't Ooh. don't have him call me I'm done like I can't I can't do it but he he was really out there and so for me that was my emotional person it was just someone who wasn't um what's the word I'm looking for uh had some kind of emotional imbalance in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear. Um, I've been on the bipolar side, and so yeah, I I definitely got out of that. So I'm glad. Yeah. So um, thankfully, I think we both did a pretty good job of explaining how or what we would describe those people as. But I did find um an article that kind of points out seven signs that you might be on an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really want to go into that one. I want to go into um, something else is it's something that talks about toxic relationships and having a certain tone and dynamic that separate them from healthy relationships. And so it says like, there's a checklist on how to better describe or identify whether you might find yourself dealing with somebody who may be uh, imbalanced or you might find yourself in an emotional roller coaster, right? So here's some of the checklists, y'all. Um, if Do you feel like this person has power over you, your life and your decision-making? Do you swallow your actual feelings in order to keep the peace in your relationship? Is this person extremely jealous to the point where it seems like someone's success or happiness somehow takes away from their own happiness? Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like, how do you feel about yourself in your life and in your relationship? Do you feel bad about yourself when you're around that person? Do you feel bad about yourself in your life in general when you're in this relationship? Do you feel like your soul has been sucked out of you? Excuse me. Like you've been drained of life. I will say with dealing with that emotional person, I didn't feel like my soul was sucked out of me, but I definitely felt drained. Like it was mm-hmm. exhausting trying to control that whole situation. Yeah. Um, when you express your true thoughts clearly to that to your partner, do you feel they'll interpret or communicate that as an attack? Or you will have to brace yourself for an ongoing emotional blackmail or some other form of retaliation? Prime example right there, because that's exactly what I dealt with too. Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't tell this fool nothing, because it was like you would have thought I I cut his foot off. It's like yo, yeah. What are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? All right, let's see. And then, um, do they blame you for their own negative emotions or moods? And instead of doing things for them out of love and enjoyment in your relationship, do you feel like you do things for them out of fear and obligation? So something to keep in mind is that toxic relationships are not limited just to women, y'all. It's just as common for men to be in a receiving end of a toxic relationship as it is a woman. It isn't about gender. It's not about, it's about an unhealthy dynamic that two people are participating in. So 
that's just one but excuse me now if you love and hate that person in the same day week or month you're likely in an emotional roller coaster if there are times you feel like you're right where you belong and that they're the best thing in your life and then at other times when you're looking through their phone or to find out what's really going on you're you're finding that there's someone else that is an emotional roller coaster if you feel empty more than you feel full like you're attracted to people who aren't good for you then you're likely in the emotional roller coaster and <clears throat> excuse me you guys kind of see the reoccurring themes here it's it's likely someone who isn't it, it, you're in a situation where it's not very balanced very mm-hmm. up and down and all over the place right yeah and so yeah what did you think about that list I mean, it's very accurate and it it ties into one of the articles that I found in terms of how to deal with someone who is emotionally reactive. Mm -hmm. And basically, um, just wanted to go through the quick list of seven. So this comes from bustle.com and it says, take a brief moment to ground yourself. Number two, communicate how you feel and focus on the impact of their behavior. Number three, try to understand your relationship dynamic. Number four, set boundaries for yourself. Number five, take a break from your partner if it gets to be too much. Number six, remove yourself from the situation if your partner starts to be mean to you. And number seven, get help from a professional. Mm -hmm. But the main things that stood out to me with you in your list or the checklist that you had mentioned is if you have a love-hate um, response to the person within the same day or month. <laughs> I heard you. I was just like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> well, why because, I mean, it's crazy because I'm like, why are we going from hot to cold? Like, you know, it's like, why you didn't put a, t- a cap on the toe? <laughs> like, you know, I just, I'm just really trying to figure out like how someone will go from one extreme to the other without having some type of mental issue. Mm-hmm. Um, like that but then on top of that you know basically what I was saying earlier I just feel like in some situations the partner just doesn't know how to channel whatever they're feeling so they just either lash out or you always gotta be like oh what's wrong because they're like gloomy all the time like that that's just that's too much yeah no I agree I mean I think it's a um that's a good question because I I should I don't know I I just know unfortunately it could be how the person is receiving the things that's happening them to them or being said to them throughout the day. So like with him, it was literally like in one, one call, he would be fine. And by the end of the call, mm-hmm. he's, he's tripping. And it was like, yeah, what, what just happened? And it'll be over to something just again, to the example of the whole like marriage talk. I was not talking to this man long enough to be talking about life plans. So one, that mm-hmm. kind of threw me off. It was like, okay, where did this come from? And I think yeah. the initial discussion was about like we were talking about goals and stuff like that. And for me at the time, I wasn't thinking about moving back home to Florida because that's where I'm from. I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, man, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to go to the next place or somewhere else. I'm going to travel, be successful. It is what it is. And we were we were cool with that discussion, just you know, talking about our aspirations. And then before you knew it, somewhere in that conversation, he just immediately decided, we're going to get married. And you know what? Yeah, we're going to move down here. And, you know, we got to we, we gotta move here because we, we, my mama got to come with us. 
and and she had to live with us. I'm not going nowhere without my mama. What you what are, what what are you what are you talking about? But and the thing is, you would say that, and then when I'm like, I'm not moving nowhere with your mama. What you mean you're not moving nowhere with my mama? It's like, hold mm. on. <laughs> yeah. That sounds familiar. That definitely happened with the toxic relationship guy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the listeners remember, but you had said something also in your checklist about someone who um, gets angry if they're not a part of like the decision Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. So like with the job thing, when I had took that job and it was, it was crazy because I knew that he was going to have a reaction. So I didn't tell him until like probably 11 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. that I accepted the offer at 2 p.m. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) because I knew that he was going to have an issue. So then it was a a big I was like, yeah, I took the job when I told him. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, what you mean you took that job? You know what? You'll never listen to shit that I say. You know what? Fuck you and all this stuff. And then he gets off the phone and starts sending me like paragraph angry text messages about you purposely waited because you know I was going to say something. And it later came out, you know, in one of his little emails to me. You know, after you know everything was done, mm-hmm. he says, you know, yeah, I didn't want you to take the job because I knew that you was going to be more successful than I was. And I was like, well, how is that my problem? You know what? And this is what I'm talking about when I say that people don't know how to handle certain things. And, and granted, yeah, you know, even if I did become more successful, I wasn't going to throw in this face. But, you know, they just don't know how to channel that energy. Yeah, sure. And it's like. Securities. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. It's that energy. They just. Uh, it's I don't know. I don't know what it is. Obviously they need help in some, you know, aspect, but I will say if you do find yourself in that type of position, the the truth is you may or may not be able to fix the toxic relationship, but there are ways or steps that you can take to try either getting yourself out of it or trying to fix it, right? So I did find an article on that as well. And it says the first step is walking power. So first you need to be willing to walk away. I think once mm. you understand that you have the strength to walk away from it, it doesn't seem as difficult in how you manage it, right? Number two, having clear boundaries. So you need clarity. You also need clarity on your situation. And from there, you need to establish clear boundaries in your mind. So having clear boundaries isn't about being confrontational or assertive or mean. It is simply about being clear. Clear on what you will accept, clear on what you won't accept, and clearing your communication and clear about who is responsible for what. Um, Three, having emotional responsibility. So to build on this idea into something you can use to hopefully improve your relationship, you want to introduce the concept um, of emotional responsibility. So making sure that you are responsible for how you receive the information and making that person aware of how they're receiving the information. They need to be self-aware as well. Granted, you can only control yourself. Um, Number four, Knowing that you are not the victim, so you might be in a situation that you don't want, but knowing that you still have control. And number five, uh, you are not their savior or their caregiver. Praise the Lord. So you might love them or want the best for them, but they are not the only one who can control. They are the only ones that can control their emotions, reactions, and actions. So you have to know that it's not your job to fix it, aid it, or support it. That, That is all on them. All right? Mm -hmm. so that's what you can do to fix a toxic relationship which i think we've all taken those steps which is why we're not in those toxic relationships so yay us girl (laughs) that dude was crazy like i oof that was the only one i was i found myself in though but that was 
I that was a huge lesson for me. I was like, oh yeah, never again. Yeah. Never again. That I've never dealt with somebody that hot and cold. Yeah. You need to take a yoga class, release some of that energy, child. Yeah, he figured it out. He found somebody who was willing to deal with it. I was like, more power to you. Mm. More power to you. Mm. Yeah. But that's all I have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did find an article for <laughs> reasons why it's good for you, but I was just like, what? I'm not hundred percent sure if I agree with it. Yeah. So there was an article from lifehack.org mm-hmm. that, and again, I'm just going to do the titles. I'm not going to give explanations because I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it um, based on whatever's in the actual um, topic, but number one, they show their true feelings and it, they can't be faked. So, you know, good, you know, good and well that the person is definitely telling you the truth. Number two, they hold a deep love for their committed partner. Mm-hmm. Number three, you will never find anyone who will make love with as much passion. Wait, now, I was what? Like, what type of stuff is that? Exactly. that? You sure this isn't a, um, a, like Child, a scoop? What is happening? No, I'm telling you, this is from lifehack.org. Yeah. It's an organization, child. This is like real deal Holyfield. I mean, you know. Nah. (laughs) All right. So then they say they are caring and compassionate as to their partner. I don't agree with that. Um, They will empathize with your emotions and read your feelings. After they calm down from the initial trip. Exactly. (laughs) They will strongly encourage you to follow your dreams. Wompity, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, Absolutely uh, not. Um, your beliefs and ideas will be developed through deep and meaningful discussions. Mm-mm. That ties in with number six, which I don't, I still don't agree with. Um, number eight, they will inspire you with their acts of kindness and their dreams. I'm just like, nope. what? Okay. Nope. Number nine, you will be energized by their spiritedness i'm pretty sure you'll be energized because they'll be energized <laughs> right nope Joe. Not happening. and then exactly and the last one they won't negatively judge you when you um what i don't like how they worded this because it's not worded correctly it, it says this is what it reads mm-hmm. they won't negatively judge you when you to wear your heart on your sleeve now clearly that's worded wrong yeah. it's supposed when you wear your heart on your sleeve so yeah, that was uh, whoever edited that. Yeah, lies, part for. all lies. Don't don't mess with <laughs> that, y'all. No, Mm-mm. ain't nothing healthy or positive about being an annoying emotional roller coaster. Absolutely exactly. not. Absolutely not. That sounds like a exactly. setup. That's a full out setup. I won't believe it. Mm-mm. Run away. Run away, la la la. Run away, la. Now this oh. girl is only nine years old. She dropped in a work, but it was so cold. You remember that song? I do remember it. That, <laughs> that was yo. But I don't know the lyrics. Oh my gosh! Remember at the end, he's like, "Open your eyes, child." That's enough. <laughs> Run away, man. Okay, yeah, but that's the end of that, y'all. That's all I got. I'm yeah. also just talking about it. Oh yeah, it is drink. Yeah, it was drink. <laughs> and then, <laughs> literally. And then on top of that, I'm sober, so that makes it even worse. Child. I'm not, and I'm yeah, I'm, it's pretty bad. I'm I've been drinking this whole time and <laughs> completely, completely killed me. Completely. Uh, mm, yeah. No. All right. So next segment. Yeah. Ask and argue. Oh, it is. Huh. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So that is the end of that. Uh, let's move into let's argue or ask and argue. Mm-hmm. That was let's argue. See, it's the drink. My bad. <laughs> All right. So here's our listener question. <clears throat> Hey, ladies, just want to ask for advice on how I should go about telling my girlfriend that her, oh, that her love below area (laughs) smells funny. (sighs) I heard you guys are looking for more details in the letters. So here, no, I don't want details on this one, but okay. Just read it. I am 29 (laughs) and she is 32. We have been together for about three years and live together. I love her and she is really sensitive. So I'm not sure how to go about this. Should I buy her the special soaps like summer? (laughs) Or should I just tell her to go to the doctor? I can't take it anymore. Over the past month, our sex life has dwindled because the scent is unbearable to the point where I'm not sure how she can't tell. I don't have any sisters or lady friends, and I obviously don't want to tell my mom, so I need your help. Chill. When I read this, I was (laughs) cracking up. I was like, yo, why did he send this joint in? Oh. But anyway, but uh-huh. <laughs> that was hilarious. But anyway, listener, mm-hmm. um, this this reminds me of a quick story. So quick story. So the guy that I was dating that I mentioned in the last podcast, the one that said he tried to holler at somebody in the club. Mm-hmm. So he told me that him and his friends had went on like a... Uh, it was a destination wedding. So they went to one of them islands and one of the guys had mentioned to the rest of the guys, he was just like, yo, like basically like her pussy stink. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Does she want to have sex with me all the time? And I don't, you know, how to tell her, you know, no, or whatever. Cause I actually want it. But like, yo, he was like, it smells like she just doodled on herself. You know what? and i was just like oh my gosh and i was like well you know he eventually on there like she was from london actually and they were going to fly back to his house i don't know where he lived but on the flight to his house or where he lived he told her he was like yo i just want to tell you that maybe you need to you know check into that because there's something going on down there she cried on the flight and you know she ended up going straight to london from that destination you stay with him well, I mean, yeah, ain't no point if you know <laughs> that's the situation. You might as well just go on your own, sis. I mean, so that's me exactly. So I say all that to say because if he had the courage to tell his, and I don't even think she was a girlfriend. I think it was just somebody that he saw occasionally, and he got a plus one to the wedding, so he told her to come. Um, mm. so if he was able to tell her, I think you should be able to tell her the same thing, especially if y'all have been together three years regardless of her being sensitive or not y'all live together why can't you just tell her what's up and then her being 32 girl you should know what's going on like that's crazy to me how he's saying it's unbearable and there's no way that she can't smell it oh lord (laughs) i don't know (laughs) how do y'all find yourself in these situations i so i would say um there's a way to explain it and i would maybe just say hey just Tell them that you start from a place of love. Just saying that you're not trying to be rude, but, you know, you don't know if they notice, but you kind of smell something. You're not sure if they're like a medical issue or maybe she should get it checked. 
you don't want her to be embarrassed. <laughs> See, you're you're giving the reaction that I'm hoping that the person doesn't get. I don't know. I I mean, you're gonna have to just tell them that's the only way to do it because I mean, it just is what it is. So yeah, somebody gonna get their feelings hurt. The funny part is that he said, "Should I buy her the no, special soap? Don't buy her no. Don't buy her no special soap. That's probably what happened last time, and why she in a situation in the first place. Don't buy her nothing. Don't do it. Just, no, no, no. Just you know, just tell her you likely won't end up seeing her again. Which after. no, they live together. No, he he said they live together. Yes." He said. He said they've been together. Been together oh, they for do three and they years live and live together. Oh, so you might. Okay, so then there you go. After three years, you should be able to have an honest conversation. Yeah. Yeah, just tell her. Just tell her, like, babe, listen, I don't know something. Have you been <laughs> eating something? It's not It's not what it used to be. And just tell her. Stop tell her to go with her this. to the doctor or something, and you just want to make sure everything's cool, and then be done with it. I mean, that's the only... I, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> that's just, just going to have to be it. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. I, oh, Lord. Y'all. Why y'all put me in these situations where I got to talk about this stuff? Child. Oh, oh, my gosh. He said love below. Yes, he did. Her love below. He put quotation marks about it. Her love below area smells funny. <laughs> Speak of mine. Oh, Lord. Her love below. <laughs> I just want to know. How I feel. <laughs> feeling good, feeling great. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. All right. All right. So for everyone else, join our argument, submit your topics on our Instagram page at Let's Argue underscore the podcast and post your topic in the comment section or you can go in down in the DMs to keep your questions and your topics anonymous. Yes, yes. All right, guys. So it's time for the story of the week and... We are quickly approaching our time limit, but I'm going to give you a semi-short story. It's not as short as the last two, but um, I wrote notes, so it's not going to, you know, go over time. <laughs> not notes. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. this messy tale is called Mr. Thug Life Child, okay? Okay. And um, I don't think I've ever told you this story before, but... I met this guy on Plenty of Fish, and um, he was cute. Like, I was obviously attracted to his profile and everything like that, Um, so no issues there. But, you know, once we started talking and, you know, went out on a couple of dates, he initially mentioned that he had a hard life, but he was on the path to turn his life around. So I'm like, all right, you know, he owned his own business, and He's trying to do better for himself. Mm. And, you know, he had a daughter, which he had full custody custody of. So I was like, all right, you know, well, I would think that he was on the right path, being that you have a daughter and you own your own business. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, after a while, I kind of thought that maybe his life was a little harder than <laughs> what I initially thought. Because every time he mentioned a friend or told a story about one of his friends, he would say, yeah, he did now. What? (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so I was like, um, so like maybe after like three or so stories about him saying, "Yeah, he dead now." I was like, um, what is going on with your friends? Like, (laughs) you know, every time you mention a friend, you you say that 
but he was like, yeah, I know, you know, they, they basically got wrapped up in some stuff and, you know, unfortunately they're gone. So I was like, okay. So maybe like after like the third date, he told me that he did some time in jail. So he said he spent maybe like, <laughs> yeah, he spent maybe like three to five years for drug sales. So I was like, you must've been pushing something heavy if you doing mm-hmm. three to five, you know, this ain't no little bit of weed or whatever. So, um, <laughs> So then um, he was like, he was like, yeah. So then he told me about his like little, his little jail stories. And I'm thinking like, it's like Shawshank Redemption or something because of what he's saying. So he told me that he had basically hurt somebody real bad with a shank on the inside. So I was like, um, so why is that? He was like, yeah, because, you know, I'm a Piru and the other guy was a crip. So he tried to set me up by trying to get me jumped. And like on the basketball court. So he was like, yeah, so I got him back. He was watching TV in the break room. I had a shank and I just stabbed him. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> this sounds like an episode of something I've seen before, but okay. Girl, <laughs> no, I'm telling you like for real, mm-hmm. like for real. So anyway, so he told me that um, because of all of that, he was like, yeah, you know, once I got out or whatever, because he said he got out on good behavior and I, I'm, I'm, I know he's never going to listen to this, but they called him basically Storm and Norman in <laughs> jail. And they called him that, and that was his last name. So they called oh, him that okay. or whatever because he was always getting into trouble and they had to like isolate him because of incidents like the shank. And then it was other <laughs> other things that he was doing as well, like getting into fights and stuff. So then um, after that, he's like, you know, yeah, um, even though all of that is going on, like my brother, he still sells weed. So I'm like, well, your brother's not learning from the fact that you went to jail or whatever. He was like, no, you know, I try to separate myself from that. You know, I'm also trying to train him up or whatever. So he makes sure that he's selling stuff and weighing stuff the way he's supposed oh, to. And I'm just okay. like, okay. and I was just like, so you know what? Cool. <laughs> so I was like you know what I said so in my mind I'm just sitting here like okay I need to back away from this because the next thing you know one day somebody see him and then they shoot up the car or something mm-hmm. like that because he told me that a lot of the guys that he was in jail with um were Dead? out as well oh okay and yeah so they lived in um well he lived in in Harlem and he was like yeah you know he was also a part of like this micro um, motorcycle club or whatever so but the motorcycle club like I guess they're gang related as well so like they try Mm -hmm. to stay on certain sides of Harlem or whatever so they don't run into the other people and I was just like okay this is a lot (laughs) so like I eventually like left that alone because I was like I'm not about that life I can't really get wrapped up in that type of stuff and oh um, my god yeah and remember when we had said something in the fuckboy episode with the no draws he was infamous for that no draws <laughs> he was like you know especially in the summertime but he was like i like to not wear them all the time because you know when i'm just chilling or if i go to the gym i wear sweatpants and i like them to swing and i like the girls to be looking at me oh. and all of just like oh and sweaty though <laughs> apparently and, and sweaty okay that's that's apparently. what i took from that all right Hmm. So yeah. So that's wow. Mr. Thug Life. So yeah, we we got up out of there. Wow. <laughs> we got up out of there. But um. But yeah, that's pregnant. based on that story. Like me experiencing that. That's why I never did plenty of fish again. After I met him, I was like, okay, I see what this is about. So I would never touch 
playing fish again. I would never touch Tinder. I would never do any of those like low budget ones ever again. <laughs> yeah, the free ones are typically yeah, yeah, because like um, on OK Cupid, I've met Mister Skeletor on that one. That's another story. Oh lord. Skeletor, <laughs> not Skeletor. <laughs> that right there, <laughs> Skeletor. Uh, I'm, I want to yeah, know why, child. but I'm I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> child, I don't even think we're gonna make it on um, telling the stories of of getting to that. But because um, mm-hmm. I have another story for the next week for our, our last episode, but or for this um, season rather. Mm-hmm. But yeah, child. So yeah, um, yes. So. <laughs> That's the end of story time with Mr. Thug Life, y'all. But um, but I'm sure everyone else has stories to tell. Join the argument by sending in your letters, please. Submit your messy tale, what the fuck, or your fairy tale. <laughs> Send your letters to tl.letsarguepodcast at gmail.com or you can make it easier by clicking the link on our Instagram page. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about just reminds me of a movie. I don't remember no movie that was that. <laughs> no, I was saying the fact that, like, I forgot what movie. I was thinking immediately The Wire or something, but that wasn't what I was thinking of. I was like, this sounds like some like something I've seen. Because he was saying that some he was on the basketball court. and He said that him. they tried to jump him. Yeah, on the yeah they tried court, to jump him. And then he went into the break room and, or maybe it was Orange is the New Black. That happened a lot on now. It was another guy that I dated that um, actually was a Rikers Island oh. officer. Oh, and he told yeah it was a Rikers Island officer and um but you know what I already told that story I told that story because he was in earlier episodes in season one he was um Mr. Skinny Chicks Only that was the Rikers Island officer and he told me this is real quick since we talk about jail Mm y'all he told me he was walking past one of the jail cells and it was a couple of the guards and the the cellmate or the, the the person in jail was trying to get the, the guard behind him. But he ended up squirting shit from a toothpaste holder on him. My God. And I was like, I don't understand how you do that job every day. He was like, yeah, you know, people be throwing all types of stuff on me. Piss shit. No. Um, spit. No. And I was like, oh, no. 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 Nope. Nope. So I said, Lord have mercy. I was like, you know what? And the guy, okay, Mr. Skinny Chicks only was that he was match, the correctional officer. Mm-mm. <clears throat> nope. Nope, nope, nope. Don't know how you do it. Absolutely not. But I will Child. say, well, you said Rikers Island though. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, yeah. what? And then you were yeah. like, officer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Right. Now, if somebody went to, like, I don't think that Mr. Thug Life went to Rikers, but if he was a convicted whatever <laughs> from Rikers mm. Island, yeah, I don't think he went to Rikers. I think he went somewhere else and just came back to New York. Oh Lord. Oof. That was a good story. Yeah, but you trying to play me? No, no. That's I was saying though. like his, his situation. <laughs> Not the story itself. I'm saying the fact that he went through that, like it's like straight out of a a movie. Oh. That's what I was so, trying to say. Well, you know that half the people that be writing that stuff are people that experienced it. Yeah, true, true. So I don't know, but yeah, that's what he said. He said 
because he's a pyro and it was a crypt. They tried to jump him in the yard and he was like, I'm going to get him back. And he stabbed him in the jaw. He told me how he stabbed him to it. He had that the guy actually had to get surgery to get the shank out because he put the um the shank like in his gum. Oh God. When he stabbed him, like he stabbed him in the face. Oh Lord. So he was like, Yeah, the guy had to undergo surgery and stuff. I was like, Oh my God. I was <laughs> like, Well you was you were trying to kill him then and you stabbed him in his face. I was like, see this is why I gotta get up out of here because there was no way mm. that I could just be with somebody that Stabs people in their face. Yeah, like, with, no, with no problem. Just, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. That is... <sighs> I have no words. This is why everybody else needs to send in their stories, because I'm sick and tired of pouring my dicks out, <laughs> telling y'all these stories. Y'all know y'all got some stories. Go ahead and send them in. You got to have one that tops that. It, I would actually be very interested to hear one that tops this one, because this one... Might be at the top of my list right now. This one, no. was, I actually really like this one. No, my favorite story is the guy that slid the bill over. That's that's going to be oh. my favorite story. Well, you know what? The strap-on one. I don't, did we ever do the full strap-on story? We didn't. We did not. That should be. Maybe that should be the season finale one. The season ender. Yeah. But I basically told the bulk of the story. I told the good part. Well, in the we didn't play the whole thing, though, did we? Yes. Oh, we did. But I just didn't. I didn't tell like how we met and <clears throat> what his reasoning for being celibate was. I didn't go into all of that. We can probably. I don't know. Or maybe we can kick off season three with it. I don't know. What y'all think? What y'all want to hear? Yeah. Let us know. Cause let us know. I forgot we never went through. We went never did that one. Yeah, we just did the trailer. Just did the good part. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, we do need to play the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we have options. You know, I got options. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. That wraps up the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate this episode on your podcast platform and leave your feedback. Yes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Go to Let's Argue underscore the podcast for a preview of the next episode. And don't forget to submit your questions, topics, and stories, please. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I, I keep forgetting that it's my turn to talk. And then I, I was really hoping that I was saying the right thing at the right time. So then when you paused, I was like, wait, was was I wrong yet? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The, th- the funny thing is, like, I almost lost the cue, guys. Because we, okay, so the way that we have everything, we <laughs> clearly in front of us, we have, like, a real full-on stu- studio, okay? <laughs> so we got our little cues on when we do our thing. And I don't know what I was doing. I must have was looking at something on the side, yeah. But then when you said feedback, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, I was sitting there trying to remember, like, wait, did we do all <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I feel like I heard yeah, it. we did all. Oh, it's it's this drink. I, I need I need to stop. Oh gosh, oh, but yeah, uh, I think that's yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. This is our second to last episode for season two. Yeah. Um. That's so we want to go break. on our winter break. Break. Yes. <laughs> Next time y'all hear us, it'll be right before y'all Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. So. Times, yeah, yeah, 
All right, y'all. That's about mm-hmm. it. We'll see y'all next week. Next Bye. week. Bye. I ain't never heard of no ish like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah.